What's going on, everybody? This is Kodis with the Yolk Christian Podcast. I'm here with Jared today. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing mighty fine. I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, we got a guest. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Let me tell you, this is a man of God right here. Okay, like, oh, Jeff, I'm really excited that you're here. I've been thinking about this, like, all day. This is going to be really exciting. But, so, Jeff had, like, a really cool vision, and he's going to kind of explain that. Um, yeah, tell us about yourself, Jeff. Well, uh, I've been a Christian for, well, off and on for quite a few years, um, but I, um, I really got uh, serious with God, I'd say, since uh, since I got married. I'm for yeah, I've been married for 22 years. So, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> has it been good, a good 22 years? It has. It's been a great 22 That's awesome. years. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Uh, tell us about how you kind of came to the faith. Like, what kind of brought you to the faith? Well, uh, what brought me to the faith was uh, God worked a lot of different ways in my life as he does and he, he does, does that. yes uh he really i mean my grand because i didn't know anything about him when i was growing up at all nothing at all so yeah. my grandparents was the ones that uh, introduced me and showed me you know, you know what love was and so yeah that's awesome so let us hear about this vision you had because like i remember we were talking about like at church this vision. It Jared, it's pretty awesome. Like this is a like well, it wasn't for him because it was scary a little bit, but it, it's cool to hear about it. So, Jared, do you have any questions before we start? Um, yeah, I just want to get to know Jeff a little bit more. So, like, I know you said you're married for 22 years. Uh, tell me a little bit about like what do you do for a living? You know, like what kind of church did you first go to when you started going to church? Like, just tell us a little bit about you. Let us get to know you. Okay. Well. Um... I work at Hormel right now. Uh, I used to drive a semi. Uh, okay. I did that all over the United States, so all 48 states. My wife and I, we were uh, uh, a team, so we were never home. So, mm-hmm. uh, I And the thing with it is, the reason I know I got a good woman is we spent uh, several years, quite a few years together in a semi. And you can't get away from someone. <laughs> For sure. So, you know, 365 days a year, you know, wow. you're you're in this little combined area together. So you either love each other or you. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Good, good for y'all. And uh, so for the, you said it was for uh, how many years did she ride with you? Oh, it was uh, two and a half years over the road. Wow. And Jeez. then I did, and then I did um, uh, local transportation for another, about another seven, about another seven, eight years. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, we talked about, you know, how you kind of found the faith. So is there anything that's uh, about your faith that what I guess the question I'm trying to ask is like, what uh, what keeps you in the faith? Because a lot of people that especially listen to our podcast, they've experienced a time where they kind of uh, backslid away from the faith. So what's something that's kind of kept you firm in your faith? Well, um, I didn't want to go back to where I was at. So mm. I've never ever wanted yeah. to go back and and God's the only way and the only thing that keeps me grounded and known where I want to go and you know I mean it's just once you've experienced the love yes. and and the blessings <laughs> of God and everything I mean you don't want yeah. to go back to any any other thing. Jared, Absolutely. does that sound familiar like we were just talking about that last night? 
Uh huh. That's right. Experience God, you can't go back. Like that's it's right. Just, the love and joy you get from God is right. so unexplainable. Like the world can't give you the love that God can give you. It's awesome. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So yeah. So tell us about this vision, man. Like what to oh, tell yeah. us about it. Well, it, it was uh, probably a few weeks ago. Uh, I was laying in my bed sleeping, and I had this uh, feeling, a demonic feeling in my house, and it was pretty strong, and it woke me up, and so I'm laying in bed, and I immediately start praying in tongues, hmm. and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and the demonic power in, in, the, in, the, in the house was getting stronger and stronger. The presence was just so evil that I couldn't hardly stand it, and... All of a sudden, I got this 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 vision appeared before me, and it, you ever seen a, like a kaleidoscope? Yes. Okay. Yes. In the kaleidoscope, it was got all them little things in there. Well, every one of them little things was filled with something evil, and they were all moving. It was all alive, and down below, that was a pit completely full of demons moving around, and you could just feel the pure evil of all this that was going on and i'm praying and i'm praying and i'm praying in tongues and and just keep praying and the the it started out away from me a little ways and then it got closer and got closer and as it got closer to me all of a sudden this dragon and this happened after midnight this was after midnight when all this took place and so i don't know how long it went on because i had no idea um you know, when it was over or whatever. But anyway, <clears throat> as I'm praying and everything and it's coming closer, the dragon, this dragon's head comes through the center of the kaleidoscope and it's looking right at me. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And the demonic power was so strong that I just, I, I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I said, save me. Because I was so scared and I couldn't handle the demonic presence that was there anymore. And so I got out of bed and I got on my knees and I started praying and praying and praying even more. You know, I pray. I was praying like I'd never prayed before. And uh, as I'm on my knees praying and everything at the side of the bed, all of a sudden this demonic presence comes up and surrounds me. And is like trying to come up over me. And as it's trying to come up over the top of me and everything, I said, no. And I got up off of the floor and got back into bed. And I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying more and more and more. And as I got back up into bed, I'm sitting in bed uh, and I'm seeing all this going on before me. And I just, I look up and here's this light that shine that, that all of a sudden it comes before or above the, uh, the, the vision. And, but I couldn't see the light clearly. It was like I was looking through a fog. All of this demonic thing was all dark and everything, except you could still see everything clearly. But the light was like it was, I was looking at it through a fog. And I couldn't see it clearly. But as more, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, kept praying and everything. All of a sudden, the dragon's head started going back through the kaleidoscope and to disappear. And as I kept praying, the up above where the light was at, all of a sudden you see these balls of pure light. You could just see the energy 
and the power pulsating from him. And they were having streamers come down from the light. And these big balls were coming down into the pit of the demons. And then when they were hit and they were just exploding, the light going out every different way and the demons scattering. And it was like it started sprinkling at first, you know, just a few of them started coming down. And I kept praying and I kept praying. And the more I kept praying, the more they come, started coming down even more, even more. And it was almost like it was starting to rain with all these these uh, balls of, of pure light from this light that was up there. And all of a sudden, it was like God said, okay, that's enough. And he took me from that vision and he put me in this garden. And I'm in this garden and everything that I'd just been through, I mean, it really scared me. I mean, I'd never experienced the power of such evil before in my life. And so all of a sudden, here I am in this garden, and it was absolutely pure peace. Peace like I'd never, ever experienced before. I mean, I didn't even have a thought in my head that it was such peace. And I got to stay there for a while. I don't know how long I was there. And next thing you know, I'm back in my bed. And it was almost like God said, okay, that's enough. Good night. And I went to sleep. So that was it. That was it. It's crazy. Dude, I, so I, I wrote down, I guess, the sequence of events just so I can try like keep track. And uh, I'm, I'm current, I'm, it sparked a Bible verse, and so I'm, I'm Googling it real quick. Um, but so when did this happen? Was this like, you said it was a couple weeks ago? Yes. Okay. And it was after midnight. After midnight. And so did you lay down and go to sleep, or did you ever fall asleep? or how did Oh, that yeah, happen? I was asleep. It woke me up. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm trying to multitask here and type. Codis, ask him some uh, some questions about it. What what are your thoughts on it? It's just it's crazy. Like so so kind of so the 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 alive kind of replays of the evilness. Like what 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 did you see? Like what could you do? You remember like what you saw with all the uh, evilness? All the the things in the like the little the on the kaleidoscope things. Mm-hmm. There was almost like the things that was going on in the world. All the evil and everything mm-hmm. and all that and everything and i mean the dragon's head to me that was a symbol symbolization of the antichrist mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because the devil is a serpent yeah yep like so Man. i was while i was listening to it, i was recognizing the parallels and i pulled up this verse so the author of acts which is luke um which is this this verse i'm going to reference is acts 217 Wait, which quick question. What's your age, Jeff? How old are you? I'm 60 years old. 60. So this verse <laughs> So <laughs> this verse says in the last days God says, "I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams." I think that this would classify as a, a dream. I'm not saying you're old, but you know, anyways what are you so, trying to say I, I, yeah oh yeah but sense. no either way i like you're a man so like if you're young it's a vision if you're oldest dream dreams what it says in the last days and so thinking of that you also brought up the antichrist with the the dragon and so while you were telling your vision i was also thinking of revelation and i was thinking of how similar with the dragon peeking through the kaleidoscope um i'm, I'm assuming the dragon had one head correct just like yes just symbolism one, one big head yeah, and so it, it peeked through, and that's what scared you. So you shouted, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus!" Um, 
So qu- quick question for you in re- uh, regarding the, uh, you spoke in tongues at first before you just scared the mess out of you. So is there a particular reason that you chose in your, your dream or in your vision to, uh, to speak in tongues immediately or what was your, your thought process or were you able to, or was it just like it happened naturally? It was, uh, it was almost like instantaneous. I mean, I didn't even think about it. It was okay. just automatic. I okay. mean, there, so, was, there was no time to think. It was like this, it was like I said, the evil was so powerful in my house and everything. Mm-hmm. When I got, when I got onto the floor and was praying and everything, I looked and I was looking for something in my hmm. house. Okay. Because that's how powerful it was. It was like it was right there. I mean, like mm. you could see it almost, but yet you, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. Interesting. So when you, in that moment when it felt like instantaneous when you were speaking in tongues, would, would you say you were speaking to God in the tongues, like praying to God because you felt the evil presence? Or would you say that you were trying to talk to the demons with tongues? Oh. I, all I know is I was just praying. Uh, I was just using battle technology, you know. I mean, I was, yeah. just, I was just trying to fight for my life because, yeah. I, like I said, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, what was going to happen or anything like that. And yeah. that's that was the the that was the quick go to with you know not knowing what to or how to pray or what to pray, you know, everything mm-hmm. that you know that way I was direct prayer. Uh, to heaven you know to god so okay what I, what I think is really cool is how like at the end of the dream obviously the garden like that's really cool but it's cool like the light like was coming down and like mm-hmm. it was like god was pouring his spirit there and like showing you like yo we're, we're winning the battle like we're gonna win this battle like they got nothing against us we're throwing a little bit of light at them and they're going away like god won the battle and i love that part about that like it's so cool like it shows you like god doesn't have to do much to win He's literally just put light and he's winning the battle because we all know God wins in the end. Amen. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that because it just so happens. Uh, so, Codus, you know, we're about to record our episode for Hebrews chapter one. But in the very last verse of Hebrews chapter one, it says, therefore, angels are only servants. This is God, the father's servants. It says that spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. And so when you were telling this vision and you said that there's this big ball of light and then you had like these, uh, these strings of light coming from it. And then once they encountered the, uh, the separate kaleidoscope of demons, uh, it just kind of exploded. So when you were saying that I was imagining the father sending these angels as, you know, our, as, as Hebrews chapter four or chapter one, verse 14 says, spirit sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. So because you're saved, um, I think that these angels were just coming down, to protect you from that demonic presence. And so uh, I think that, that would make sense for it to be angels there. Um, but Jeff, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, somebody else, I was talking to somebody else too, and they said that, you know, when you were praying and everything, you know, that could have been God answering your, your prayer and everything, you know, with the, the, every time, the more you prayed, the more you prayed, the more uh, his grace and, and the more his, his power was coming down, you know, and, Mm-hmm. And, and answering, you know, the prayers, you know, to help me, you know, to, to, yeah. to get rid of the demons. Hmm. So when you had this uh, at, at the beginning of the vision, you had this uh, overwhelming, like demonic, evil feeling. How would uh, how would you describe that? Like that feeling? It's kind of difficult. But... I it was like scary. <laughs> it was it was it was really scary. I mean, when I woke up, it was like uh, there, it was like there was someone or something in the house 
that mm. was not supposed to be there. And mm -hmm. you could feel the presence. Um, and it was very, very strong. Mm. So um, what do you think that if I know it's hard to, cause I've, I've been in a relatively similar situation and I don't have the words to describe how it felt. So I'm wondering if you do. So how would you describe that, 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 yeah, that, uh, the, the feeling that you just, you felt like, how would you try yeah, to describe right, it? For people that like, don't know what that's like, I guess, how would you kind of put that into words? It's a tough one. It like, is a very me, tough one to the, describe. The best way to put it is like, it's heavy. Like it feels it, it, like there's weight on you and it's just like, mm. Oh, like it's, uh, you know? Yeah. But, but it was like, like say, it's, it's almost like you can feel someone there mm -hmm. yeah. or something there yeah, so that's not supposed to be there. But it, it, the, the, the power of it, you can feel the presence and the power of it, mm. okay. uh, knowing that this is not of God. I mean, yeah. you know, you can feel it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's very, if, if you didn't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you wouldn't be able to stand against this because mm -hmm. the power was overwhelming. I mean, it was, if Jesus hadn't been there with me, yeah. there's no way I could have been able to withstand this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's what I was about to say is with the Holy spirit living within us, it gives us the, the ability to discern, you know, yeah. these, these off putting feelings like what we're describing here. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that makes complete sense. How would you, uh, Codis, go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you, Jared. But I like how you said, like, you needed Jesus to, like, kind of mm. get through it. Because, like, even Jesus, he needed God. Like, because the devil tempted him and everything. And that was after 40 days of fasting. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm I'm, I'm completely human. And I probably would have fallen in there. Because, like, I would have been starving. But, see, even Jesus, like, the Son of God, still needed God right. when he was being tempted. And, and I like that. That that shows that even we, as humans, 100% flesh, we need God to survive. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So where uh, you said that you saw that kaleidoscope, so I'm, I'm going through my, my list of events here. So you said that you saw the kaleidoscope. How would uh, or where would you describe how you saw it? So like, was it just like, uh, like, were you holding it in your hand? Was it like you were looking through like a, a lens, you know, as a kaleidoscope does and like you just see the kaleidoscope of things? Like, how did uh, how did you see that in your, in your vision? It, I wasn't looking through it. It was like it just appeared in front of me. Okay. Um, it was like. It was like it wasn't wasn't circular. It was like uh, almost like a wall. Mm. Was, I had all of the like little different things all over the wall, and then mm. you could see uh, all of the demonic uh, activity going on and everything. And then, mm. and then the like I said, the, all the the demons that were moving around were down below it, and everything. It was just oh, that's crazy. Mm. Um, so the, the demons in the kaleidoscope, what, uh, did you just inherently know that they were demons or did they look a certain way or just make you feel a certain way? That's how you knew, or how would you describe the, the, the knowing well, that they were demons? Well, again, uh, everything that was going on, there, it wasn't of God, none of for sure. for sure. I mean, you could, you could tell right away, especially with the evil that was in the house that, I mean, the overwhelming power that was being transformed um towards me or towards my house or whatever mm -hmm. um that it was that was that god it wasn't of god and god had nothing to do with this mm. um, because you would know right away for sure um you know if something is of god because uh you would you would be able to see you know god's not of of anything uh evil or hateful or for you sure know, 
So, go ahead. Uh, oh, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Okay, it cut out for a second. Um, so, when that dragon came through, how would you describe this dragon? Was it like what we imagine, like when we watch, like say Game of Thrones kind of thing, or is it like a what would you think that this dragon looks like? Like red, green, evil looking, like a snake? Like what do you think? Um, actually, it wasn't green. It was more. I mean, like I said, everything was dark, but mm-hmm. yet you could see everything clearly. And it it didn't look like uh, anything off of a TV. It looked, I mean, it looked like a dragon, but it was, um, it, it, it was like it didn't have a personality. It was mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, it was just like it was, it had a, it had a, uh, how would you put it? Um, it was a facial structure kind of it was all i seen was the head of it and Mm -hmm. the head of it was i mean it was big Mm. and it was when it came through it came through slowly you know it didn't Mm. come right through it came through slowly and then it was looking right at me and it was getting closer and closer and that's when i hollered for jesus you know Mm -hmm. um because it looked like it was it was going to come after me and uh it was I'd say it was more of like a, a, a gray um, color or a dark mm. color. Um, the eyes were um, almost like a, a, an orange yellow. Okay. Mm. Um, it didn't have didn't have horns or anything like that, though. I mean. Okay. That's yeah, man. That must must have been terrifying, though. Like. Man, so I want to talk about the garden though, like, because that sounds like it was. You said it was peaceful, so like, what what was the what did the garden look like? Sort of, obviously a garden, but like, oh, it had beautiful flowers everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there was it was, it was almost like uh, on a on a clear summer day mm-hmm. when you go out and you're standing in the middle of a wheat field or something yeah. like you that. You want to know what that is, Georgia boy? But you know, here in <laughs> Iowa, <laughs> it's it's almost like. Um, and everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's yeah. it's just absolutely perfect. There's not a care in the world. You just There's, felt happy. There was, there was, yeah, total peace. I mean, I have never, ever felt a peace like that before. I mean, I had no worries. After everything I'd just been through, Yeah, it was like it was gone. Yeah. It was, I mean, Jesus, he took everything and gave me pure peace. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was so so awesome and i wanted to stay in the garden i yeah. did i wanted to stay oh in i the bet so yeah because it was so awesome but uh yeah and he said when he put me back in my bed and said yeah okay that's enough good night, <laughs> good night. yeah and it was mm-hmm. and, and, and i and i said just, you were out instantly too yeah and and I, when i went when i got back in my bed and uh it was almost like he said good night you know and mm-hmm. I, I just fell asleep instantly because i was so at peace It's crazy what the, the presence of God will do, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring it's peace. Um, so it's it, you, you. I went on a, a little train of thought when you said yellowish or uh, orange, yellowish eyes because I uh, a couple of years ago I was talking to somebody and they said that they had a demonic encounter with a, a demon that had yellow, orange, reddish eyes, and uh, and so but it was. Uh, prominently yellow if i remember right um with like a like orange hint to it but 
Um, and so amber? is that the right color? Amber? Kinda? Uh, maybe I'm not, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> when I think of Amber, I think of uh Jurassic park when they have like the mosquito, like in case in Amber, I think that's what it is. But anyways, oh. I don't, I don't know if that's the right color, but, um, so I, I was Googling it and, and some stuff popped up, which I probably shouldn't, you know, have on my search history, but it's fine. Um, and I say that because it was demonology type stuff, which is fine. But, uh, Codis, you know how my wife is about that stuff. She doesn't yeah. like me looking into it. <laughs> Jared, he used to study demonology, like, cause like we got to know our enemies, you know, right. so he used to kind of study that stuff, but um, his wife yeah. doesn't like that much. So yeah, we you, gotta be, you gotta be careful. You don't open doors. Sure. And that's yeah. what happened. And we had a demon encounter, like when I started studying Luciferianism and stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting because there's just because something isn't in the Bible doesn't mean it's not true. Like we use the Bible as our instruction manual and everything in the Bible is true, but there's like the Bible doesn't talk tons about the details, like the, the nitty gritty of demonology and demons and stuff like that. It tells a lot about it, especially in the gospels and how they cast them out. Um, but like, say for example, like it doesn't describe, you know, the, the colors of eyes of certain, you know, things of demons and stuff like that. It just tells us, you know, like Legion, for example, and how it says that we are many. Um, which would explain your kaleidoscope of how there's just so many. Um, and so the, the way that since not everything spiritual warfare wise is in the Bible, um, I like to compare, uh, certain stories with other people's and like, because if they're all, if everybody is having, you know, visions and and dreams and everybody's having a a similar story, then I can, you know, piece them together and and try to make sense of them on. And so Jared, I'm going to interrupt you here. You know, the Bible all the all the all their stories match up, but people are saying those aren't real. Yeah, <laughs> right. The gospels they line up, but people right. are saying they're not real. Well, that's the that's the beauty <laughs> of eyewitness testimony that people are saying it. It's like, oh, well, they they contradict. No, it's just eyewitness testimony. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. have you ever yeah. have you ever studied like criminal justice and how? Yeah. As, yeah. So, anyways, but uh, that's that's re- really neat, and I love I love how Codis you brought this up uh, and you asked him the question about the garden, but I love how God wrapped it up in the perfect gift and brought yeah. you back to the garden um, after your redemption. There. Oh, it reminds me of, I think it's in Romans five, but don't quote me. It talks about like the suffering now doesn't compare to what's in the future. Like, yeah, the world sucks. The world's poopy. There's a lot of bad stuff going on here, but when we get to heaven. Oh, it's perfect. Like the suffering, we're mm-hmm. not going to care about all that once we get to heaven. Like it's going to be perfect up there. That's right. I think that's, I mean, that's going to be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be able to stay in the garden then. For- I <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't help but stop thinking about the the first half. I guess there's like majority of it, like the pre-garden. And so I'm, I'm trying to relay and crazy. filter that through Revelation because I just had a, a heavy sense of Revelation through that. I like the book of Revelation. Um, and so interesting. So like, uh, do you think that, you like open a door in some way or do you think that this is just God showing you a vision so that you could learn from it? Well, I don't think I've opened any doors. <laughs> uh, that's, I was kind of hoping that, you know, it was just God showing me, you know, things that could possibly be, or, or, you know, mm-hmm. about the antichrist or something, you know, and, mm-hmm. or that, you know, that, Hey, don't worry. I know I've got you. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, I mean, I I haven't been doing any evil stuff, so. (laughs) Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. We can open doors in ways that we don't even know. But uh, yeah, absolutely. So how would, 
because this is what I think is uh, important is how would you take away or what, what lesson would you take away from this vision that God gave you? I would tell people that uh, the most important thing is, is get a relationship with Jesus Yes. Um, for the simple fact of the matter is, and read your Bible is very important mm -hmm. because if, like I said, if, Someone that didn't know Jesus came up against something demonic like that or even close to something like that. They wouldn't even stand a chance if they didn't know Jesus and how to pray. Um, they, there's no way possible they could even begin to even um, walk away from the demonic uh, power that, mm. that was there. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, last question, and kind of circling back to one of my first few questions. Um, when going back to the the tongues, just because the the I have a point to it, but um, when you spoke in tongues, the the demonic activity kept advancing towards you, correct? And then it was once you said Jesus, 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 that a light appeared, and then you were able to, or rather, God was able to kind of show that you were being saved. Does that, that sound right? It's possible. I mean, yes. that, you know, to, to let him, let me know that he was there with me, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to say, hey, I got you. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just thinking just because. Uh, sorry, I'm stretching. Uh, I was just thinking because biblically, when we speak in tongues, it's a direct uh, communication line between us and God. And so when when we look at the Bible and how it says to deal with demons, we like we look at Jesus when he speaks to legion. He uh, talks directly to that demon, um, and so what he does is, and he demons, addresses it. They can't, they can't understand our tongue language. It's only right. us and God. Right, but, right. But the thing of it is, um, there were so many of them that that I couldn't have been able to talk just to you know mm -hmm. one or whatever. I mean, because there was so many and yeah. so much mm -hmm. evil going on that I didn't have a chance to even you know. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what I was battling against. For sure. You just yeah. knew that it was battle time. I knew it was battle and time. So you were just praying to Jesus. And that, 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 that's exactly what the point I was trying to uh, focus on is that it was once he crawled out to Jesus and he's in Jesus name that it was when the light appeared and, yeah. um, and correct me if I'm wrong in my <laughs> understanding of the, the first uh, three fourths of the vision or the pre garden part of the vision. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to kind of talk about that because the, the demons only respond biblically when we address them. And that doesn't necessarily mean by name or anything like that. Like for like, but it just means, you know, like we say in Jesus name. And so that's when mm -hmm. we're basically just giving the power and authority over to, to Christ who saves us ultimately both, uh, <laughs> both from our flesh and uh, demonic activity. So he's just our savior overall, all in all. So, um, yep. amen. Woo, that is a very interesting, I don't, I don't want to say story, but vision. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So how did, how did Codus, how did you come to hear this, this vision? Like did, uh, Jeff, did you speak? Did you? So, we, so I'm part of the media team sort of at church. So we were just sitting in the back room. I don't remember. Uh, I think Karen, his wife, she was like, did you hear about Jeff's vision? I was like, no. And I was like, Hey Jeff, did you have a vision? And then he was like, yeah, listen. And then he just told me it. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's, hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. I think what, for whatever reason, like what's like intriguing me the most is the kaleidoscope. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why. I'm gonna be thinking about it for the next like week now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Man, that is awesome. Um you know, just just even though I, I know it was incredibly fearful and like uh fear provoking in the moment, like rightfully so, like whenever we have any sort of spiritual encounter, like biblically this is like we always humans we have fear. Um like right, yeah, even yeah. when they saw angels, they were right, like, Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even in the Bible, they were yeah. fearful. What's going exactly. on here? <laughs> exactly. So it's it's completely natural to feel feel fearful, and so yeah. But uh, you know, it's it, this is just at the same token. Even though it was fear invoking, it just goes to show that perfect love cast out all fear because God was able to cast out all the fear and put you in the garden, and uh, because God is love, of course, and so. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so cool that even this is the point I was trying to make. I just kept getting going on like side tangents, but even though it was fear provoking, it you still had the ability to have this vision, and God gave you the opportunity for the vision, and so that in and of itself is really cool. Um, but I, I think there's Jeff. I think there's a reason God gave you this vision specifically. I think there's a reason. There's a certain message in it within it. Oh, yeah. that that god is going to want you to to spread which obviously this podcast would be a good method of doing that but yeah, i think i think i think there's something there that god is specifically trying to show you so maybe you may you may know it you may not know it but i uh i know biblically speaking when we when everybody some, somebody had visions there is good good use for it so well the the next morning when i woke up it was i i continued praying in tongues mhm and so, cool. so I was getting ready for work and everything. And I mean, because it kind of really startled me, you know, the way yeah. everything went and everything. Sure, sure. And so I continued praying almost almost the whole day. I, I, I was praying and worshiping God, you know, and everything. And I, I watch Israeli news. And I was watching Israeli news when I got up. And mm-hmm. uh, they were showing where they were thinking about picking this guy as their Messiah, but they didn't know whether the people would oh, yeah. accept him or not. You told me about this. So, oh, really? Yeah, we're about to dive deeper, Jared. You buckle your seatbelt on because it is about to get deep. Tell so, me about. Anyway, it. after after I watched that and everything, you know, and after that dream, it was like, okay, maybe that was a coincidence. And then I always read my Bible before I go to work. So I was reading in Daniel and I, I got to work and I'm sitting at, at my uh, getting ready to go in the, in the in where I work at. And, I re- and I'm reading in Daniel where God was uh, showing Daniel, you know, things about the Antichrist and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty. That's what, that's what me and Jerry call a God sentence. It's a God coincidence. It's something that seems like a coincidence, but it's God led like God did it for a reason. So just to clarify, when you woke up, you were still praying in tongues, and then you turned on Israeli news, uh-huh. and, and they were discussing an individual who was claiming to be the Messiah. And they, well, they were thinking about having him as a Messiah because, I you know, they don't believe that. that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right. So I know that they think that their Messiah is going to be a political figure, so somebody that's going to save them politically speaking. Mm-hmm. And, right. and so in the book of Revelation, he brings peace for a time being. So yeah. – um, I'm thinking, because I, I had no clue that, uh, I guess, Israel was... Uh, There's a lot going on over there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I, I watch Israeli news a lot. Okay. So describe this this potential Messiah for me, if you can, if you remember the, the stuff from the news. 
he was somebody that was pretty evil and everything. And they, they even said he was partially psychotic. Mm. Um, you know, so, but they didn't know whether he was going to be able to, the people would accept him or not. So they didn't evidently didn't pick him. So evidently they're still, because they've been doing this for a while going on and, and they keep saying that they're in contact with their Messiah and they keep talking with them and everything, but yet then they don't, don't, have him come up you know and don't present him and everything so it's it's not that time yet but it's getting very close mm-hmm. interesting so they're they're in talks with a quote-unquote messiah and that, that's what they've said i'm gonna see if i can't find a source here um this is very interesting um because going off of the verse that we talked about how uh, in Acts chapter two i think it was verse 17 i have to look at it again but how people in the last days will have dreams and visions. Um, and so that coupled with your, your vision that <laughs> tripled with the fact that you woke up and, and saw the, the news article about a potential quote unquote Messiah in Israel. That's very, so as Coda said, it's, it's, it's a, a definitely a, a godsidence because at what point do coincidences align, like align so perfectly well that it's still a coincidence. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. No, I don't either. Hmm. Um, very interesting. I'm gonna have to go on like a super deep dive and <laughs> over the next couple of days about this, this Israeli character. Um, very interesting stuff. So you you definitely feel like uh, the dragon was the Antichrist being presented, and then you just think that it was probably the individual they were speaking about. Would that be a, a safe assumption? Well, I don't know the, if it was that that person or not. But yeah. I do feel that the dragon was a representative of the Antichrist. So if the dragon was a representative, do you think that the demons in the kaleidoscope were, was also symbolic of individuals? It is quite it possible. It could be showing end times. It could be it's showing. going to get hectic. It is going to get really bad. And I mean, the like the wall was just covered with all these little things, you know. And mm. uh, every one of them was actually some evil that was going on, you know, at that time. And they were all moving. It was all real. It was, it wasn't pictures. It was all, everything was moving. Like videos. Yeah. Everything was moving. Every, everything was real. And even the dragon, when it come through, I mean, it was eyes were looking and it looked right at me and you could see that it was real. I mean, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that like a, you yeah, know, it wasn't like a hologram. Like, no, you could feel it and you could like feel, I guess, pre- presence. Very interesting stuff. Yes, I don't, uh, I don't know that I necessarily have any more questions, but this is definitely something I'll be thinking about for the next while. <laughs> I've been thinking about it since it's, I bet you'll never forget it, Jeff. No, I won't never yeah. forget it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and yeah, I, I'm out of questions, but, um, <laughs> Codus, what, what's, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, do you want to? I, I've asked him all my questions already. <laughs> I, okay. I should have um, saved them, but. <laughs> Jeff, I mean, do you have any questions? Like, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. You're the one that had the vision, so. <laughs> yeah, let's go talk to God. But, I'll give him a call real quick. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love to know, uh, like, the meanings and everything, you know. I mean, the everything that was going on, you know, in the kaleidoscope, you know, I kind of thought, you know, that was stuff, all the stuff that was going on in the world. And, you know, and the, the dragon's head come through was the Antichrist, you know, showing that, you know, how much evil and everything is going to be and how much worse it's going to be. Um, 
you know, and, you know, the, the demons in the pit, you know, is, is, you know, the way the world is, as far as I can say, you know, uh, because, and girl, God's going to be coming back, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. people's not going to be able to see him clearly, you know, that was the light over the, the, um, the vision because people couldn't see him clearly, but when he rains his fire or his power down mm -hmm. on them, they're going to be able to see, who he really is very clearly for sure yeah so i guess this is my last question um it's <laughs> <laughs> my last I, question this is my last question yeah i mean well the more i think about it the more questions i want to have naturally but in the in the kaleidoscope when you saw the demons uh if you remember um were what were they what were the demons doing were they just like walking were they like doing like acting all demony or like were they like torturing what the acting what... all demony well yeah. see <laughs> the 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 kaleidoscope on the wall all the little things that had everything going on in it they weren't demons they were actually evil things that were going on in the world like oh you know, i see the the demons were all in the pit underneath a, of the kaleidoscope and everything you know um they were all down there. And I mean, you could just see massive amounts of them. And um, everything that was going on in the world was just up on this wall. And that's where the, the Antichrist's head came right through all that, you know, like he was okay. represented it or he was yeah. the one that was that's causing it, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I can see how that parallel is more so now with Revelation, the more I'm thinking about it. Because if they're in the pit, I mean, uh, Jude... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Jude talks about how some demons are locked up um, yeah. currently. I think it's verse 6, maybe verse 9. But, um, but of course, not all of them because we currently have spiritual warfare and stuff like that. Um, that's a, another episode for another day. But, um, and then on top of that, um, if they're in this pit. Now, quick question, I guess, again, were these demons, do you, were they like bound in chains? Were they like struggling to get out of this pit? Were they in the pit, but they were able to move freely? How would you describe that? They were freely moving in the pit because okay. when the when the light came into the pit, mm -hmm. you could see when it when it would uh, hit in the pit and uh, expand and go out, mm. all the demons just scattered. I mean, they didn't want to be in the light, you know. Interesting. They could yeah. like they couldn't be in the light. Interesting. Yeah, and they couldn't be in the light. It talks about I don't remember where, but it talks about how Jared. I think we talked about this a little bit. Like, when, like, we're all in heaven and hell and everything, aren't they going to be able to see, like, a tiny sliver of heaven or something? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, so Luke chapter 16 talks, it's it's the story of Abraham's bosom. And so there's Abraham, there's the master and the slave, which his name was Lazarus. And so the, the Ab not Abraham, sorry. Abraham was kind of like the, the mediator, but the, the master, I forget his name if he even had a name, but he was able to see into heaven. Um where Lazarus was at, was at, and he was like, hey, yeah, I want some water, please. Go fetch my servant, telling Abraham this. But So, yeah, they're definitely able to see into heaven, mm -hmm. um, and Abraham was a, a mediator of sorts, and Lazarus, however, wasn't able to see the master, from my understanding. Um, so it's similar. It's like, I mean, yeah. we think, think about it this way. Like, if, if you've ever been outside at night, um, like in your, your yard or something like that, you can see no, in your house, house. <laughs> right? But <laughs> But you can see into your house because the lights are on. But if you're inside the house, you can't see out because the, the light around you is blocking your view outside. And so I think it's going to be similar like to that. Like a one-way mirror. Similar. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 That, that would make sense as well. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And I, the reason I brought back revelation is just because I know that uh, it talks about how the, the pits will open up. Um, and then that's of course when things like the locusts will go out and torture and, and all that fun stuff. But revelation is also <laughs> a topic for another day. So that's very interesting. Uh, that's definitely my last question. Um, Jeff and, and CODIS as well. So, um, Codus, do you want to wrap it up, or Jeff, or do y'all have any thoughts or questions or statements? Any questions or anything you want the world to know? Mm, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. We'll get him back on if he does. All right. That sounds like a plan. Jeff, dude, thank you so much for joining this podcast and, and taking time out of your night instead of being with your family. Um, it means a lot to to me, and I, I'm sure I can speak for Codus as well. Yeah, um, super grateful. I'm glad that even though I can't see your face through the through the audio, I'm super glad that uh, I've, we've made this connection. And uh, again, super grateful for your time. Well, thank you for having me on. I really, really had a great time. So, Jeff, how we end our podcast is we always say Godspeed at the end of, you know what that means? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we always love to say Godspeed, and then we end the episode. So would you like to do us the honor to say Godspeed? I would. Uh, All right. Thank you. Godspeed. <laughs>